Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Heat are back in town. Have not seen your favorite basketball team in person for a few weeks now. Uh, Eric, what is your favorite road stop uh, each year? What's your favorite city if you had a, a day or two that you get to spend some time in during the regular season? Oh, you hit me with a great question right off the bat, Zach. Good morning. Um... You know, I would say New York because my two oldest children live there and I've got uh, some other family members there. That That's uh, the former hometown. And uh, we always love the West. Uh, you know, miss Seattle, but Los Angeles, San Francisco, two of our favorite spots. All right, and let's do the flip side. What's the one you look forward to the least? Hmm. Minnesota Probably, in the winter, uh, right? Minnesota in the winter. Yeah, well, thankfully we're going there. Thanks. How about traveling there Thanksgiving Day? What a pleasant thought that is. Oh, yeah, goodness. yeah, that's that stinks. That's is that one of the first things you do when the schedule comes out? Is you look and see if you're on the road on Thanksgiving? You know what? Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's are the first three things. Then wife's birthday, daughter's birthday, and what and what football Sundays are we working? <laughs> right, that's rough. You know, and and I'm sure you definitely don't want to make it sound like you're complaining because I mean it's it, it's a great job and I love my job doing the games and everything. But that, that's that's kind of rough. Uh, because especially all those years that the team was always playing on Christmas. That's rough, right? Well, you know, you, you're you're blessed to have a job like this. Remember, there's only 30 NBA teams, so you know you're sitting there with one of 30 of the greatest broadcasting jobs in the world. Uh, we we love it always, but you know you. I always say this about the about the professions as it 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 takes a lot and it gives you a lot back. Yeah, yeah. Well, tonight again, seven thirty, and of course, Heat Live, Fox Sports, Sun with Eric and Tony and Jax, uh, Dion Waiters, Rudy Gobert. You got a little bit of a back and forth there. I'm, I'm, you know, we're sitting here for a couple days now defending Dion Waiters, not because I, I don't think he dove toward him, because I do think that he was trying to block out Rudy Gobert from that loose ball, but. Dion Waiters uh, is not a dirty player, and I do not believe that he was trying to go at his knees. I could understand why Gobert thinks he did, because on the video, that's the way it looks. But I think, I think uh, you know, it's something that Eric Spolster talked about after it happened, that they've been on Dion about diving for loose balls and, uh, you know, the, winning the 50-50 battle and getting the loose ball game going in your direction is, is a big thing for the Heat, and it's something they've talked to Dion about. And he made sort of an awkward attempt at going for the ball. And, uh, you know, his dive was not totally in the direction of the ball. But I, I agree with you. And uh, in talking to Dion and, and other people around the team, uh, I, I agree with you. I've never seen Dion do anything dirty. I think it was unintentional. Uh, and it's unfortunate that, that Rudy got hurt on that play. Who has been the most impressive team that you've seen so far? Golden State. I mean, they're just so. They're I, just you know so what? I should have said besides. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I should have said besides Golden State. So let's do besides Golden State because yes, that is a that's an obvious answer. Besides Golden State, who's been the most impressive for you? Well, you know what? Right now, I'm going to say it's a, a three-team tie between Boston, Detroit, and Houston. 
And I'm going to start with Houston because they got, they got the, I think, the second-best record in the league or one of the best, third-best record in the league, and we haven't even seen Chris Paul do anything for them yet. So what they're going to actually be like when he comes back is still a big question mark. But they've been very impressive without him. And what can you say about the Celtics? It doesn't matter who's out and who's in. They're playing the league's best defense, and they just keep winning. Speaking of the defense, we've got Eric Reed here with us. Um, it appears that that the Heat on this road trip, now 3-3, three and three, I, I think that's a fine road trip. I think if you could be 500 or better on a long road trip, that's, you know, that, that's a good thing. But I would say the best thing was probably it seems like the Heat defense has, has really kicked into gear now. Am I right? Well, it, the defense statistically was definitely improved on the road trip. Uh, they held teams under 100 points in the low 40%. That, that's what Eric Spolster wants. That's what we've come to expect from the defense. But I think the road trip in a lot of ways, as and Amber and, and Brett, uh, you know, sort of embodied the situation the Heat are in right now. The inconsistency, not only from game to game, but within the game. I mean, how many great first halves have we seen? But the Heat have been outscored 11 times in 13 second halves. So you saw on the trip, you know, 125 points in your best offensive game at Phoenix, and you saw 80, 80 points on 36% shooting at Golden State. So you saw the highs and lows and everything in between. For me, the most compelling storyline of the road trip was Hassan Whiteside's journey. Started out with a poor game at Denver, came back and, and just totally outplayed DeAndre Jordan in the win over the Clippers. Then he had that much-publicized bad night at the office in Oakland against the Warriors. I'm not sure the benching was intentional, uh, Zaz, in the second half. He came out a minute 13 into the third quarter and never got back in. But remember, with, without a bio in the game, they cut a 20-point lead down to 10, and then they brought Olenek in, and the thing got away again, and it just never got back to Hassan. But what he's done in the three games since, um, I think speaks volumes about the talent that Whiteside has. He he had three great games in a row. Um, I, I think you look at the trip and you, you, you round up the top centers in the league, you're going to hear a lot about the Andre Jordan, Andre Drummond, and Rudy Gobert. And I think when you compared Whiteside against those three guys, he outplayed all three. And I think you could see, and this is objectively speaking, he's so much more complete than those other three guys. Yep. You know, Whiteside's a great rim protector, you know, the arguably one of the league's top rebounders. He led the league a year ago and he's so much better offensively than those other three guys. So I was really proud of the way Whiteside responded to his, his one bad night and, and the large overreaction to that bad night. And his three-point percentage is out of this world, too, as well. Oh, he's the best. He's the best three-point shooter, In Eric. In the history two two. of the NBA. Nothing's better than 100%, Eric. That's, that's, a, that's a Romberg special you right there. I not believe it. Uh, <laughs> we were all looking at this thing going into this year. We were wondering, you know, just, just as much as everybody else was, what Miami Heat team we were going to be seeing this year. Are we going to be seeing the first half or the second half of last year's season? And maybe just the addition of Kelly Olnick. I was wondering your point of view on the team when you're looking at them and, and, and thinking, what were you expecting? Or, or is it still a little bit of a transition period, trying to adjust and finding that mix, the right mix for that matter, with Kelly Olenek in there? Or is it one of those things where we're still feeling our way through the beginning of this NBA season? Listen, first of all, don't mess us up with Olenek. It took me about a month to break the habit of Why, Olenek. what is it? Olenek. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying Olenek is Olenek. Karate struggles with it, too. Karate messes it up every now and then also. it's t- you got to get the hang of it. You know it's what? Tough. I think I'm going with the Canadian thing, the NHL, because there was a there was a, a NHL hockey player called Olenek. Well, Eddie Olchik was... Olchik as yeah, well, yeah. But this is Olenek. Got it. 
Well, sorry to ambush your 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 very good question. Here's the deal. I, I you know I obviously you're hoping that guys like James Johnson and Dion Waiters, uh, who come off their best seasons as pros a year ago, you want to see them pick up exactly where they left off. And and could this team uh, pick up that thirty and eleven pace? But I, I remember something Pat Riley said though after after you win a championship, how you want to camp out up there on the top of the hill, but you got to come back down and and hike that same mountain all over again. So they didn't win a championship last year, but they certainly closed very well, but there is no carryover. You got to start all over again. And we're seeing some of the inconsistencies, but the one thing that that is reinforced for me from last year is don't rush to judgment. Anybody drawing conclusions about the NBA in November is not worth listening to in the first place. So, you know, I think you got to be patient and see how the thing evolves. There's certainly enough pieces in place, and you hope they fall into place and your team stays healthy and, and finds its way. So you got the Heat again tonight. They're home tonight. It's the first half of home and home against Washington. Now, Eric, look, you're a New Yorker, but you've lived uh, half your life now here in South Florida, so you certainly know what's going on here. Give me some thoughts on, on what you're seeing with the Miami Hurricanes. We know uh, you're a big college football fan uh, living up there in Boca. Uh, give, us, give us all thoughts here on the Hurricanes. Well, you know, when I first came down here, one of the one of the thrills, not only coming to work for the Miami Heat back in 1988, but uh, I think I started my second year here doing doing University of Miami football then for Sports Channel Florida, working with with uh, with uh, the gr- the great late Jim Mandich and Joe Rose down on the field, and then with Nat Moore, um, got to do some of Dennis Erickson's great teams and saw some of those Hurricane greats back in the day, and we've been a big Hurricanes fan ever since. Uh, I'm so proud of Mark Rick and the team he has this year, uh, the way they dismantled Notre Dame, and now, sooner than anybody probably anticipated, a, a national championship appearance uh, is in their sight. So we're going to keep rooting for the Hurricanes right on through. And i got to tell you, living not even five minutes from the FAU football stadium, uh, I can't help but feel great about what, what uh, Lane Kiffin has done there and, and the numbers they've rolled up. You know, I was all set to go to the Shula Bowl this week, but a guy named Andy Ellisberg's having a big birthday party. So That's right. we're going to hope that, that uh, FAU wins that football game and hosts the Conference USA Championship on December 2nd. And that game, I will definitely be at. Wow, fighting words. You want, you want to talk any trash to FIU while you have the chance here? No, no. Listen, I, I, w- I don't root against them, but uh, FAU's in my backyard, so I'm definitely rooting for them. Okay, all right. Did, did you watch Miami Notre Dame when you were in, in Michigan, when you were in Detroit on Saturday night? Were you able to watch the game? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Enjoyed that game, yes. What was the crew like? You and Fiorentino, what was the crew like watching the game? Oh, the crew was all together. I, I fortunately, you know, every now and then you have friends in a city, and uh, that's a place that I have some long South Florida friends that have relocated back to Michigan. So at a, at a beautiful home dinner party, I uh, got to watch the game there. But I know the group had a great time back at the hotel. Awesome. Eric, we'll see you at the arena tonight. Thanks a lot. Keep up the great work, you guys. All right, that's Eric Reed right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.